You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It is your friend, Lucas Spinoza, coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge in downtown Welland, Ontario. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, a good friend of mine, and a very special person, Maddie LeBlanc. Maddie, how (laughs) are you? I think that was like the best intro I've ever had to anything. Uh, I'm so happy so you enjoyed you. it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to see how quickly I could say that, but articulately. So I'm happy that it came out. <laughs> but one thing I didn't say is you are listening to the Above the Mug show. And I'm Lucas Spinoza, the host slash the owner of the Black Sheep. So I just want to make sure that you guys know what the hell you're listening to, because that could get kind of funky. Now, <laughs> Maddie was supposed to be in here yesterday recording and uh, didn't work out because I got sick and I never get sick. And I didn't know I was sick until I woke up and it was 3 p.m. So (laughs) that tells you that something is wrong when you wake up and it's 3 p.m. on a, what was it, Thursday? Thursday. My goodness, it's Friday today. So she's giving up the most difficult day of the week to hang out here, have a chat. So thank you for that. Now, Anytime. I'm, I'm really excited to have you for multiple reasons. One, you are like the definition of positivity. And that is the purpose of this podcast is to show people who do what they love uh, and, and they use that in order to be successful. And so there are very few people that manifest that as strongly as you do. So I'm very happy to have you here. Um, and so for those <laughs> of you, you. That, that don't know Maddie, the first thing I learned about you, which was when I met you, was stand-up paddleboarding what in the hell is stand-up paddleboarding? That's what I wanted to know at the time, (laughs) and now I do. So why don't you let everyone know what exactly stand-up paddleboarding is? Definitely. I get that question all the time. (laughs) And I've actually been doing it for six years now. So the fact that like from the time I started to now, I'm still answering that question. So that's a great question. Um, Stand up paddleboarding basically is kind of like surfing. You're on a longer version of a surfboard. And um, it is kind of what it sounds like you get to stand up on this giant board and you have one very long paddle. And uh, yeah, you just you get to go. That's there's, cool. Yeah. There's so many ways you can supping? do it. Yes. Yes. That's your sup <laughs> so community. I get like, what's up all the time. <laughs> That's dope. Never gets old. Yeah. No, it's great. I think, um, especially for anyone who hasn't been to Welland before, they don't realize that we have a like kilometers and kilometers of recreational canal way, which is still water. And it's the the most ideal setting possible for stand up paddleboarding, for canoeing, kayaking, and basically any water recreational sport or leisure you can think of is perfect. Um, And so that's really the first time I saw someone standing on what looks like a surfboard on the canal, just going by looking so relaxed. I didn't realize how hard it actually was because people make it look so easy (laughs) that do it. But like, think about trying to stand on anything in the water, like, but you're getting in it from the water. That takes serious skill. So (laughs) kudos to you. Um, One thing also that you, uh, you're using your love in order to do something really cool, which is you have every year you're on board, which is your business and your organization, but it's also a fundraiser that you do every year. You want to maybe talk a little bit about what this fundraiser is for, what gave you the inspiration to do it, and why you chose to do what you love in order to raise money. Definitely. A three-pronged question. Yeah. Give me a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love all these questions. Um, yeah, so basically I got 
into stand-up paddleboarding in 2012, but a year prior, in 2011, I lost two really good friends of mine to cancer. Uh, Lynn Lambert was 37 when she passed away due to a rare form of skin cancer. And then later on that same year in December, uh, my good high school friend Julia Turner passed away due to glioblastoma, which is a super aggressive form of a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And so when they both passed away, that first year was really hard. Like, I just remember thinking, um, how can I give back to two people who meant so much to the Welland community? Uh, Lynn Lambert, she was a teacher at Welland Centennial, and so she touched a lot of lives through students and teaching. Absolutely. And uh, Julia Turner, which you knew very well too, mm -hmm. like she was a great member of Notre Dame. Uh, her dad helps run the Hope Center, mm -hmm. uh, so she was there quite often. Uh, she was also at church a lot <laughs> at St. Kevin's. Yeah. So yeah, they were both pretty special people to the city of Welland. And so when they passed away, I just thought, what can I do to give back for them? Mm -hmm. And stand-up paddleboarding just kind of came into the picture at the perfect time. So Amazing. I think with my new love of paddling and my love for my friends, I was able to match them with fate and time. And <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you change um, where the money goes to every year when you do this uh, event? Um, no, it actually, so it always goes to the Canadian Cancer Society cool. and I always pick uh, brain cancer research specifically. Yep. Um, but this year, what's actually really cool and really different is I'm working with Heather Scott, who yep. is uh, an officer with the CCS. And we are actually going to sit down at the end of the summer and pick specific brain cancer research topics that I want the money to go towards, which that's has really never cool. been an option for me. So well, that's awesome. I'm very stoked for that this no, year. I'm happy for you because I, I know that um, when when Julia passed, I, I didn't know uh, Miss Lambert nearly as well, but I know mm. when Julia passed, it was tough for a lot of people. And for me, it was actually yeah. my, my brother's friend. I knew Julia because she used to come over to the house all the time, hanging out with my brother and their friends. And uh, you know what? It's kind of funny. I pro you probably came by once if you were in the same group of friends. Probably. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was it was really way tougher on me than I thought it was going to be. Um, and that's actually what got me into doing community work was when Julia was actually not when she passed, but when she was starting to get pretty ill. Um, and I did a thing called Don't Say Cancer with a friend of mine in high school. And uh, I had written a song called Don't Say Cancer for Julia. I had recorded it. And my plan was to, to sell the song and all the proceeds from that would go back towards her and her family. Mm -hmm. uh, and I unfortunately never had the opportunity to get started. Uh, but it, it just opens this world. And in a time that, that seems so dark, so much good comes out of it, especially when you have someone as special as Julia, where, you know, she inspired a ton of people to do great things prior, during and after the suffering. You know, she's uh, she was amazing for that. So I'm so happy that, you know, that came out of it for you and what came out of it for me. And then now to see how our lives have you know, intersected where yeah. prior to, who knows, I maybe wouldn't have opened this place. Maybe you wouldn't have got into, you know, doing community work. So it's amazing to see how mm -hmm. something dark and, and awful in someone's life can turn into something very positive for community and for her family and, and for everybody. So yeah, amazing. I could not agree with you anymore. Like I definitely do not think I would be where I am without Julia and Lynn. And I think, yeah, you could say the same thing for and, sure. And I think it's, Amazing, too, because you have a really supportive family. And, and I've been very lucky to have the opportunity to get to know them over the years from you coming to the cafe and doing work with you. Uh, but how, how supportive, I know it's going to sound kind of like a softball question, but I don't mean it to be. Not at all. How supportive 
are your parents and your brother uh, in, in helping you get these events together? Um, and even just getting you to stand up paddleboarding. So I'm sure like when someone first tells you, Hey, I want to do this. It, I'm sure it's not cheap. I know I saw the one board that you had purchased last year and, and you were telling me like, Oh my God, like <laughs> for a piece of what plexiglass <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's crazy. But yeah. yeah how, mm-hmm. how have your parents, um, I shouldn't say your parents, but your yeah. family in general gotten together to, to help you. I think without my family, none of this, anything what I do in life <laughs> would be possible. Um, when I first brought up the idea of onboard, I was so nervous. Like, I'll never forget um, how long the idea just sat in my head for. Like, I think that whole summer of 2013, I had the idea but I didn't know what to do with it. And I just thought to myself one day, I have to bring this up to my parents. I have to tell somebody they're the first people that I know (laughs) that may or may not say yes, Mm -hmm. but I know that they'll be honest with me and they'll be supportive no matter what they think is the best thing to do. Um, so yeah, I think definitely without my parents, without my family and, and you know, my brother very well, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be able to do anything. (laughs) I, I'm sure you would because you're a very tenacious person, but Mm -hmm. I, I just like to, to highlight some people, um, whenever I get the opportunity that I, I know are positive and inspiring people. And I think your whole family has that bug that you do, which is that exuberance of positivity, which is amazing. Um, but, you know, a lot of people aren't able to have that support system, um, not saying that they don't have support in their life, but some people's parents and family, they just don't get the things they're passionate about. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's important, too, when friends or acquaintances can rally together to help, because yeah. I know there's some things that I'm sure your parents either can't make it or maybe they just don't get it. I'm not saying your parents in particular. I know I went through that with my family yeah. uh, when I was in like grade 10 putting black eyeliner and nail polish on <laughs> when, when I was going to the movies, yeah. like I wasn't even going anywhere like for music or anything. Uh-huh. And, and that was weird in the beginning, you know, coming from a European background, right? They're like, what the hell is this kid doing putting on <laughs> eyeliner? <laughs> but no, it was just, you know, and yeah. then over time things that progress and as long as you have someone or, you know, a small group of people there that are behind you, I think it's, it really helps uh, move people forward. So even if you're not as close to someone as you think and they have a good idea, it's kind of the point I'm trying to get across yes. is get behind people you, you appreciate and that you would support and just make sure that they know that they have that support because there's times when, you know, when I do things that I, I wish people would tell me in the process because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's much harder than I'm yeah. letting it off to be. It really, you know, uh, Definitely. but anyway, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was a, a good thing to get across. Um, also, with your st- you're doing this for a living now, correct? Uh, stand up paddleboarding. Yeah, stand up paddleboarding. I'm jumping back and forth because <laughs> now I was just thinking yeah. about it because I think it was last season you had just started in Port Dalhousie, correct? I was actually uh, at Queens or- Royal Beach in Niagara on the Lake. Niagara on the Lake. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> place. I train a lot though but in Port Dalhousie. I'm out there quite a bit. There is water in both places. Yes. <laughs> It's technically the same lake too. Yeah. So. <laughs> don't, don't make it easy for me. I should know my geography, <laughs> but no. So that's great. So are yeah. you still doing it there or are you with the same company? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am with Paddle Niagara again mm-hmm. for a second summer and uh, I've been hired on as the SUP Kids Camp Director. Cool. So I get to teach a program that was created by Lindsay Hawking way back in 2008. Way back. And <laughs> <laughs> way back. I know I'm sounding like I'm old. But a whole 11 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's an amazing program. It's like outdoor education, but on a stand-up paddleboard. So Very it's cool. not just saying, hey, kids, here's how you get on a paddleboard. Because kids are so flexible. They can mm-hmm. learn how to paddle in an hour. Like they are so easygoing um, and can take instructions so mm-hmm. well. But this program goes a step further. Like we do beach cleanups. Uh, we do hazard checks. So safety um, rescue throws, tons cool. of fun games. I didn't know all of that. So mm-hmm. are there different levels of, I guess, education? I'm assuming there's got to be a beginner, like we're going to get you in, we're going to get you to learn how to paddle first. And then once you're solid with that, you start doing cleanups. Are there like different programs or different levels you can join in for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Subkids program, uh, it's one curriculum. So it has five different lessons with it. And you can split that up between uh, five days. So like a week camp or it can even be a one day program. It can be that condensed. Um, but essentially, we just allow uh, kids ages 8 to 12 to join the program. And so um, how I like to split it up is between five days and we'll go over a different topic That's cool. uh, every five days. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I I keep saying it, but I definitely need to to try it. Like, I've, I've, <laughs> heck yeah, <laughs> I've stood on it on the ground when you had your demo out uh, by the skate park there. Oh, I think a year ago. Yeah, but even that was like because I'm not a confident swimmer. Like I know I'll live, but <laughs> but I'm not a super confident swimmer. So yeah. I always worry about that. But obviously they float, so you can to grab onto it. But no, mm-hmm. I, I think it's such a cool. Uh, a cool sport because it's something that not many people know about. I just went, I uh, just learned about another one about a year or two ago that's starting to take over as well as pickleball. Oh. If you've heard of pickleball, I had no clue that this was even a thing. And you know, now with council, the pickleball people are everywhere. They're like, we need, we need courts, we need this. And at first, I thought it was just a couple people that wanted the sport, like a pickleball. But no, <laughs> I'm telling you, there are like hundreds of people in in the city alone that play it and love it. And I, I had no idea yeah. what it was. It's kind That's of funny. badminton and kind of tennis put together, uh, but it's easy for people of all age groups. So you've got a lot of seniors and younger people as well that do the game. Okay. Just, interesting. I don't know. I'm That's not good so at sports. Neat. I can't even throw darts that well. <laughs> Neither can I. It's okay. <laughs> Did you do anything else for sports prior to stand up paddleboarding? Definitely. Yeah. Cause obviously actually, you're athletic. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm asking cause I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really funny. Um, last year I actually got to go to China to compete for SUP and you're meeting athletes who have been paddling since they were like five, six years old. Mm. And I discovered the sport when I was in second year university was when I started racing. So definitely before that though, like growing up, I was very athletic. (laughs) I loved soccer. I loved dance and swimming and yeah, I wanted to do everything. (laughs) So you went to China. Didn't know that. I did. That's awesome. So how long were you in China for? I was in China for two weeks in November of 2018. And I got to go there to compete on behalf of Team Canada at the World ISA Sup and Paddleboard Championships. This is so sick. (laughs) Why did I not know about this? I haven't seen you for most of the winter because I was finishing up my undergrad at Waterloo. So I haven't really been home very much. Like... I'm, I'm sure you did post about it, but you gotta like you gotta annoy people. Get out there and st- start stapling notes to their forehead or something because that is so cool. You Thank know, especially you. now. I guess from a community perspective, for me wanting to promote Welland as multiple things, I, as a destination for sports tourism and mm-hmm. culinary arts and things like that. To know that we have someone who competed. For Team Canada that lives in Welland <laughs> does the, and does recreational paddles in our backyard. 
How was that? How do people not know about it? This should have been in the press. Was it in the press? <laughs> I think um, the Tribune, like Chris Duvet, was able to do an okay, article good. for me. Like, But it was super last minute because I got called up in October. And, and um, in Team Canada was like, Maddie, we need somebody right now. Can you come? So I only had three weeks notice. And that's to cool. prepare for a competition, that's like no time. No, obviously. At all. <laughs> it's not enough time so, to pack for China in yeah. three weeks. You got to think of so many things, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so everything was very weeks. rushed. Yes. Two weeks. Yeah. So did you get to do any sightseeing or traveling at all while you were there? Or was it pretty intensive for the training? And mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty intensive for the training for sure. Um, we had one lay day, which was really cool because we got to visit a mountain and visit a temple. Sweet. Um, I think it was called Dongsheng Li. And <laughs> yeah, it was That's dope. It was stunning. It was really cool. That's, I'm very lucky I got to go. I, I haven't done a, a heck of a lot of traveling. I've done, done some through coffee um, and yeah, a little bit. Been through to music before, right? yeah, Nicaragua and yeah. more recently Honduras. Um, but um, I did a little bit with in the states when I was in bands. But mm. I've never been able to have the opportunity to go to Asia yet, and I think that would be such a cool place. Next on my list is Kenya, which is not Asia, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after that, I think that's when I'm going to start trying to get into Tokyo and other places. Yes. You know, it'd be fun. I definitely did not think China would ever be a place that I would end up in. Mm. And especially too, because I have a life-threatening peanut allergy. So for me, China was like a death trap and <laughs> I so survived. I, uh, <laughs> I'm home, but... <laughs> I guess we shouldn't have used peanut milk for that. What? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me die on your podcast. <laughs> Blue to the sky, orange to the thigh. I remember that. <laughs> yes. So if you got an EpiPen, I'll uh, hopefully save you. <laughs> Please do, because... I still have a lot I want to live for. <laughs> That's so. brutal. You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to get sa- sidetracked from peanut allergies, but yeah. that yeah. sucks. You know, I, it does. Cause <laughs> it's not one of those things that you eat every day, especially in, you know, North yeah. American culture, but it's good. No, not to rub it in your face. No, but I just, no worries. I haven't even had it since I was one, so I don't even know what I'm missing. Really, <laughs> I'm only allergic to cats and coconuts. It's just a coincidence <laughs> that they both start with C. But neither neither of them will kill me. They just irritate my throat. That's all. (laughs) That's funny. But um, no, so that's great. So why don't, when's your next, um, I don't, we talked about your event, but I don't think we said when it was going to be. When are you, when is the uh, onboard Mm -hmm. fundraiser? Yes. Onboard this year is on Sunday, July 21st, 9am at the Welling Community Boathouse. Cool. And are you looking for anything for people? Are you looking for volunteers? Obviously donations, and that's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, but what can people expect if they come to the event? Um, oh, what can people expect? A really fun day out Obviously. on the water. <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah. all about community. Um, and even though, like you said, like I always look for donations, that's not the most important part of the day for on board. Mm-hmm. It's always the fact that we're remembering Julia, we're remembering Lynn, mm-hmm. uh, Dalton Jakes too. I started honoring him in year four. Uh, cool. So this will be the third year that we've honored his name as well. And um, McKenna Modler. So awesome. um, yeah, they, they mean a lot. So that's why I want more people to come to just sure. remember these amazing people and have no, a great day. That's awesome. So, and thank you. I know in previous years you were giving free lessons. Are you going to be doing that again this year? Yep. Cool. Yep. So um, there is a little bit of a change to the event. So mm-hmm. the morning will start with races hosted by the Ontario Sup Series. Sweet. Uh, so it is a stop on the tour, which is amazing because cool. that's where I compete. So to have 
um, the world come here is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so that'll happen in the morning. And then in the afternoon is the five kilometer leisure paddle. And during that, if people want to try boards, uh, there'll be boards at the starting line for people to borrow. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so people who don't want to go in the water, I know that you haven't years past. Are you doing that again? You're having some little off water event stuff as well? Yep. Yeah, cool. usually Lululemon comes uh, from the Niagara Outlet, and they'll host like yoga on the land. Uh, Mr. So cool. Mike's is coming with the barbecue, and so that's there's always food. free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so music? there's food, there's stretching. Yeah, I figured there would be. <laughs> I just I don't want to assume. I'm just... always music. Yes. So actually, we are going to have live music uh, back at Mr. Mike's for dinner after the event, where my awesome. brother Isaac LeBlanc and Rob Repos actually will be playing. Sweet there this year. Awesome. So, A couple of Welland boys. Yes. The Love best Welland local representative. No, that's, that's I'm a little super biased because cool. they're my good friends, but obviously. But yeah. No, I think that's uh, that's awesome. I, I like to, I guess, kind of lay the, uh, the the playing field down for people because I know for me, because I'm not a huge water guy, it's something I'd love to support. But you know, if it's, it's different because it's you, but. I think if it were any other water event, I would be a little hesitant to actually go and try something. Uh, So to know that there's stuff for people who maybe don't want to participate in the water, they still have tons of stuff to do off off the water that would be fun and entertaining for them. So definitely. Yeah, because I get that comment every year. Like I have so many people who are like afraid of the water, too. And Mm -hmm. and I used to lifeguard, so I understand how important that is. Um, So definitely have more things and more opportunities available at the event is it's really important to me. That's cool. And um, Mm -hmm. Now, you just reminded me because you said bringing the world to Welland. That is a true statement that you just made. But I, did, I don't know. I have no clue. But I know that the Canada Summer Games are coming to Niagara, I believe, 2021. Okay. Did, okay, I thought I heard know about that. If, is stand-up paddleboarding a part of that at all or not? not I don't believe so. Um, stand-up paddleboarding, it still is a very growing sport. Mm-hmm. Um, even as I probably say this right now and people are listening, they're probably thinking, like, you can race stand-up paddleboards. And um, I believe the Olympic Committee is trying to look at getting them in Paris for 2024. Cool. Okay. Um, so but possibilities. Yeah, maybe. That would be really cool. I would love to have it showcased in the Olympics. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Because uh, I know with the with the Canada Summer Games, they presented at council, I want to say it was two weeks ago. It could have been three. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. The um, I believe it was the, the president and one of the marketing uh, agents had come down to Welland. They were letting us know how Welland was going to be involved with the Canada Summer Games because okay. it's coming to Niagara. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's starting... Uh, the opening ceremonies are in St. Catharines. The closing are in Niagara Falls. But Welland has a good chunk um, of the of the events. And they were saying that the Canada Summer Games only go to one city per lifetime, which is crazy. Wow. Um, so they're only coming to, like, we'll be dead before the next time it comes to Niagara, which I think <laughs> is really cool, right, to make the most of it. This way people have to travel around and try, try new places in Canada. But, mm-hmm. no, I, I thought it'd be interesting and a good segue, obviously, if Santa paddleboarding was a part of Canada Summer Games, but I guess maybe for the next hundred years. I guess so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Well, by the time a hundred yeah. years passes, it, it'll probably it have be uh, <laughs> solar panels on them at that point and start <laughs> ripping down the canal. Oh yeah, and then people will find ways to like just leisurely go <laughs> have the board self propel. <laughs> well, that's that's what's really cool too. I remember last year um, we have 
I know you know about them, but for people listening, we have uh, concerts on the canal here in Welland, which is literally, we have a giant full-size stage that floats on our canal way. Yeah. Literally floats. And it's just held onto the shore by uh, basically a little platform to walk across and some chains under the water. Yeah. So it's it's literally a floating stage. It's not like it's <laughs> attached and then kind of hanging over the water. It, it moves with it. It's really interesting. Um, and anyway, the reason I'm saying this is there's a stone amphitheater built into the, the grass on the land side so you can watch yeah. the music. And every year... Um, I get to see people that use some sort of water device to get themselves to the stage and they watch the music from on the water. And I remember last year for the first time ever, I saw some of your friends in the sub community uh, paddling down and watching the concerts from their stand-up paddle boards, which I thought was so cool because they came in, part of their workout, some of them got a slushy in their hands. I'm like, how do you guys like stand-up paddleboard and have a slushy at the same time? But they're hanging yeah. out on the water, loving it, and you can sit down on them and watch the music stand back up and paddle away. I, I think it's so cool, the opportunities um, that you don't realize are out there until you start talking to people and, and going to different events. So it's, it's pretty cool. So have you true. seen the concerts from the water before? Or I actually Asha? have. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Last year, I was out actually for a training session with my dad. And when I go to train, my head is very like zoned out. So I started paddling and I just remember hearing my dad. He's like, Maddie, Maddie, look to your right. And so I turned my head and I, all I see are like hundreds of people at the amphitheater. And just to actually take that moment to like stop and train and look around me and see what was happening was really cool. And it's a really neat community feeling. I love it. Yeah. Great. Time flew by. We're already at that, that wow. time. But I just <laughs> want to wrap all of this up and sum it up. So for those of you that are just coming in late, or you want a summary because I ramble like a, a, a crazy person. <laughs> Maddie, the stand-up mm -hmm. paddleboarding, which is a really cool new sport. Well, I shouldn't say it's new, but it's a newer sport. Mm -hmm. It's also good for recreation and leisure. But what's amazing is you've been able to take something that you love, stand-up paddleboarding, and not only make money because you do this for a living now, training and teaching at a camp, but you also raise money for not-for-profits, helping to, to bring awareness and money to different strains of brain cancer. Yeah. and all in the meantime, it's while you're doing something you enjoy. And just, just, just to see the opportunities for all sorts of people, who in the hell would think that stand-up paddleboarding, especially for those of you that don't know what it is, that's the way to make money and also raise money? It's, it's so amazing <laughs> to think. Same idea, yeah. you know, like mine's not nearly as impressive, but the fact that I get to drink coffee all day and talk to people is what I do for a job. And I think a lot of people, when they're just getting into high school or moving into post-secondary, they put so much pressure on themselves to figure it out. And I think a lot of the, the time, it's just a matter of getting out there, doing what you enjoy, talking to people you respect, and eventually you're going to find something that you didn't realize you loved, or you're going to fall more deeply in love with the things you already do. Um, and so I think you're a perfect example for that to show, you know, using what you love and what you enjoy to do good things in the community, but also to make a living for yourself. I'm sure any inspirational person you talk to, they'll say that it's not enough money, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> that's very true, but, <laughs> unfortunately, but, but it's, it's better it's than zero. It. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I know people that aren't able to get shifts at restaurants and they're working three days a week and getting cut two hours a day and they're miserable because of it, because they don't love the job and they're, they're not making as much money as they'd wish. So I think this is an incredible positive, uh, and you're a great, uh, a great person to highlight, to show people what is possible. Um, and I guess one last thing from you, 
We already said when, but let's just wrap it up. When is your onboard fundraiser? Where can people find out about it? Um, and maybe, um, yeah, we'll just do that. We'll talk about sure. when and where and how to find it. Sunday, July 21st, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. at the Welland Community Boathouse, which is 108 Thorold Road Beauty. in Welland, Ontario. <laughs> and you can find more information, how to donate, how to register for the paddle uh, at my website. So maddieleblanc.com slash on board. Um, and Maddie with just an I, no I-E or a Y. <laughs> I always Perfect. have to add that. <laughs> you absolutely do. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Lucas. You guys are listening to Above the Mug. My name is Lucas Spinoza, the owner of the Black Sheep, host of Above the uh, host of Above <laughs> the Mug. We're having a great old time with Maddie LeBlanc. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.